You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I watched it too with trackers. It's an eight-foot creature of some kind with acid for blood, and it arrived on your spaceship. It kills on sight and is generally unpleasant. It's a queen. How did you know that? She'll breed. You'll die. Well, hello and welcome back to our second visit to the Auriga. And um, for the first time on this show, we have got a third co-host because uh, today we're joined by our friend Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Good evening. How are you? Well, we're... Well, it's the evening, so me and Ian, we might nod off. This might be all all over to you, Kelly, to uh, host this show if uh, me and Ian go quiet. And it's not a technical problem. We've nodded (laughs) off. Yeah, if you you hear this rumbling sound, it's not a background spaceship noise that Eric's adding. It'll be we've gone to sleep. Yeah. Kelly, I look back on um, all your visits to Effectively Speaking, and we have never talked about any of the Alien films, which I find hard to believe, but we haven't. Oh, um, that's surprising, yeah. Yeah, so so before we uh, get into it and focus on our character for today, um, do you want to just tell us what your back history is with the Alien films? Yeah, so um, I knew about the first film long before I saw it because it had a reputation of being so scary. And so, But I probably saw it when I was about eight years old, which is pretty young for that film. Um, I loved it. I think it's literally a perfect film. And I actually like the sequel just as much, a different film. Big, big fan. I even liked Alien 3. <laughs> like I had fun in Alien 3. So in, was it 1998 or 1997 that Alien 4 came out? I actually went with a group of friends and that we were kind of on a double date type of situation. And But my friends went to see a comedy and I, me and this fellow went to see Alien 4. And when I tell you how increasingly dismayed I was at every minute of that film. And I was like, going to say, I think you went to see a comedy as well, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It's kind of funny because like, I, I think that kind of ruins the date. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. guy, yeah. Like I think he, it was just such. A, it wasn't a fun date movie. It was a huge disappointment. But um, I love the, I love the first three. I haven't even seen all of the AVP stuff. Like I kind of don't go the crossover route. But I, I just love the world of, um, especially the first two films. Mm. I think uh, Ian and I are in agreement there, aren't we, Ian? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, it's it's unusual that because. Generally, there tends to be a bit of a, and it, this this fits in with with that. I think you're an honorary Brit, Kelly, because um, yeah, generally the split goes down. Uh, British people like Alien, thinks that's the best. Americans tend to like Aliens, and think that's the best. But that's interesting that you like. Uh, although, but, yeah, see, you're a, you're a, 
a classic horror fan, aren't you? Sort of universal stuff like that. Yeah. 1950s. So yeah, I can see, I can sort of see why that would appeal. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're an alien fan. Oh man. Yeah. And I, I just, my oldest child and I, he's 19 and we watch a lot of horror together. And um, so getting to revisit these films with somebody who's never seen them is just so special. And, you know, we recently just watched Alien. We watched a couple of them again. And I'm like, man, these are just, the first film is perfect. It's just perfect. Yeah. Yep. And, and hasn't um, aged at no, all. You know, whereas, just... whereas weirdly, this one has. Oh, this yeah. one aged right away. Like, I yeah. just, hmm. yeah. Um, and it's funny because Phoenix, my kid and I were talking about this and I said, for all the things on paper about Alien Resurrection, you would think it would be at least a fun film to watch, but it's weirdly boring. And that is strange to me. You've got clones, you've got this amazing cast, you've got this nice gore, and it's still, like, it's hard to watch it. I get bored. Yeah, I, I, I agree, though. I think it is, it's the least interesting, probably even including the two AVPs, which it, you can sort of see what they're aiming at. This, I think, was was purely a a cash cow wasn't it this is they were hoping that this would make money um, would keep uh, Sigourney Weaver on board um, but it's so it is so dull which is weird considering there's some good talent behind it mm -hmm. absolutely um, yeah and but even the set pieces are strangely uninvolving yeah um, and we're going to have this problem every four I think so, yeah. Visits, aren't we? We're going to have to go over these scenes over and over again. Any 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 sort of film where you're watching it and you're thinking of, uh, I'd rather be watching Ernest Borgnine in the Poseidon Adventure doing this scene. Yes. That's yeah. not a good thing for me, no. to be fair. Not, not that there's anything wrong with Poseidon Adventure. Good film. The, the remake, terrible film. Yeah. All right, well, let's crack on. We're going to talk about Elgin today. Um, Elgin. If, yeah, if anybody hasn't seen the, the image on, on, on the, on the Neozaz page and you're going, Elgin, who's that? It's the pirate captain, isn't it? Um, he is, yeah. That, and that, that terribly sums it up, doesn't it, that we've got an alien film where there's a pirate captain. Mm. <laughs> you, yeah, you can't really see pirates in the in the world of Alien, no, can you? No. The Nostromo so, was never going to be attacked by a pirate ship. Ah, no. Mm, Take yeah. what's be happening in this universe. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. It, what's his first name, do you reckon? Or do you reckon Elgin's his first name? No, I, I know Elgin. his first name. Elgin Elgin. 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 Yeah, what's I know, I know his first name. What is it? I have a guess. What do you think? Oh, it's going to be something stupid, awesome. isn't it? Because we've... We've been finding out the alien characters' names, and they're terrible. Uh, is it Derek? No, it's not Derek. It's very Derek. ordinary. Is, is it, it like it, Peter? It, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's along the lines of a Derek or a Peter. Um, shall I tell you? Go on. Yeah. It, it's Frank. Frank. <laughs> yeah. Trouble is, I'm thinking either Frank Burns. That would have been good. Frank Burns in this from Mash, or uh, Frank Spencer, or Frank Boff. Yeah. No. Frank, fr no, you, you, you can't have a, cap a pirate I, I get captain the feeling Frank. Frank. I get the feeling Frank Boff, if he was uh, in this, he would have got on well with Joss Whedon. But <laughs> oh, well, that's yeah. for another yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's for another time, yeah. So, yeah, first name Frank, surname yeah. Elgin. Um, I looked into it. Elgin is a, a, a real name. Yeah, well, uh, Elgin Marbles. And yeah, you've got the Elgin Marbles. He was a composer, wasn't he? Elgin. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it, uh, of Scottish origin. 
Yeah. All right. Because yeah, there is a place called Elgin in Scotland, and I looked it up on that surname, you know, origins thing, yeah. and uh, the most Elgins in the world right now is the USA. Okay. Um, yeah, four thousand two hundred ninety-six Elgins uh, are over Wait. there. Where did you find that information? It's on Four Bears, www.fourbears.io surnames. Oh. And, uh, yeah, USA, 4,296. Uh, England, where I am, 58. Wales, where Ian is, three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we filled our quota of Elgins. Yes, and they won't be pirates, the Welsh Elgins. They'll be, you know, sheep farmers or something. That's a That's terrible, wild. terrible, terrible cliche. I'm just saying there, was, there are no pirates there was, in Wales. There was very much a reason why uh, <laughs> why people pled guilty to uh, abusing sheep. <laughs> <laughs> right, move on. Move on then. Um, before we talk about his scenes, uh, we always on this show ha- have a life before thing, see if anything's been yep. written uh, about him. And uh, yeah, I, get, I got a little snippet. And this comes from the the novelization of the film, because when he dies, Elgin, yep. uh, he has a flashback, right, oh. to his childhood. Oh, that would have been great if that was in the film. Well, <laughs> imagine this then. <laughs> when he's just about to die that yeah. really stupid death, right, yeah. uh, you've got to imagine the young Frank um, spending a day with his grandfather, okay. right? Uh, the pair set a box trap together with the intention of luring squirrels. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. The bait consisted of a trail of crackers coated in peanut butter leading up to the box. Oh, it's very on the nose, this, isn't it? Yes. Elgin recalled the memory of this setting, uh, uh, of setting this yeah. trap moments before his own death to the drone's similar machinations. Mm. So, yes. He, so, as he's pulled underneath the uh, grating... He thinks of himself trapping squirrels when he was little with peanut butter. Okay, I. Uh, <coughs> I was like thought... that. That trap would work on my husband. Like that. What crackers with peanut butter? Yeah. Do you no, want to try that later on? You know, <laughs> yeah, no, peanut butter is too claggy for crackers. Pe- uh, peanut butter on t- not for Ralph. Not, not for Ralph. No, no that, he loves peanut butter. Right. So, so later on today, can you do this for us and uh, take photos what, and, and we'll put it on the Facebook page when this episode comes out. All right. I will, yeah. All right. I so, when you said he had flashbacks to his granddad, I thought, did, did his granddad used to hide under gratings and attack people? <laughs> uh, thankfully, not. Um, so, yeah, that's the background. The only background before Alien Resurrection that I've got. Um, That's a very good example there of why I never bought the novelization because you've got stuff like that in it. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about the film now and Elgin and the first time we see him, of course, he's on the Betty. Uh, Oh, Frank and Betty. (laughs) Frank and Betty. Oh, (laughs) this is just Sweden. Do you know what we're talking about or what Ian's starting to... um, veer towards here, no, Kelly. No, I don't. I, I've heard Frank and Betty, but I don't. I'm not getting the reference. Go on, Ian. What are well, you talking there, about? There's a, an incredibly famous British sitcom from the 70s called Some Mothers Do Have Them uh, about this, um, this uh, person called Frank Spencer who was sort of a very much a Forrest Gump style of yes. character. Um, and his wife was called Betty 
and his catchphrase was was ooh betty um oh. and i i know well joss whedon's a huge um fan of british sitcoms and shows of the 70s so i i yeah mm, i think that's more than coincidence do you think mm -hmm. would explain mm -hmm. the strange name of the ship betty because we've often wondered there's a strange name for a ship isn't it betty yeah and ah. as Ian said the first time when we talked about Perez, there's only one Betty. If you're a Brit of yeah. a certain age, you say Betty, you think of Betty and some others do have them. Okay. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> all right, so that's that. That's the Betty. Uh, it's a commercial freighter, according to the uh, the caption, uh, with what, a crew of six. What do you think a day in the life of the Betty is? What do you... Because, like, with, with Alien... You know everything you need to know about these guys. They're truckers in space. You know, but what what do you think this this sort of proto Firefly crew of the Betty? What how do they earn a living? Do you think? I don't. I don't think they're competent competent enough to be you know proper pirates. I think they're just it's just contraband and black market trading, isn't it? You reckon? Things like that. Yeah. What do you reckon, Kelly? Yeah, that's like like they've got the one payoff at the end of the job, and they just kind of horse around during the trip and we're you know I'm, i promise i won't complain about joss whedon's writing the whole time but this is the limits of josh joss whedon's imagination oh, go ahead because ian's just about to aren't you yeah I, um yeah he's a very very strange man um but i writing style i think all of his characters speak with the same voice which is joss whedon's right. so you know whatever character he's doing is a quippy one-liner uh, sort of voice, and that's the trouble I think with this Betty crew. They're all they're all uh, speaking in one-liners, um, and I think he's he only seems to be able to write this one. He's he's got this sort of weird idea that that military, you know, military discipline bad, um, anarchistic one-off characters good it's yeah. very very strange yeah it's very, I, it's very two dimensional yes and yeah. um it's not that he can't write a, a funny line now and then because some of his lines are kind of oh, funny yeah. but but it's so random where they pop up you know yeah. like like i mean sigourney is amazing and she has these odd lines and there's a line where you know when she says who do i have to f to get off the ship and ron perlman says i can get you off not not off the ship but it's so weird you're like wait was that supposed to yeah. be funny like you realize that was supposed to be funny but it's at this moment in the film where it doesn't make sense because yeah the, just... the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the trouble is it's um there's suspension of disbelief and then there's completely breaking the mood isn't there and i think in something like the avengers which is a very very silly film you can get away with these sort of one-liners now but yeah when that that line always pulls me out uh, I mean, it really annoys me as well in this um, when because Ripley goes from uh, can't speak, learning to mm -hmm. talk, learning to read to like two scenes later, she's a fully fledged um, Joss Whedon uh, inverted commas female character. Right. Um, so kick ass. Every you know, it, it, yeah, it's it's strange. It's so strange. But that line, yeah, is probably one of the worst in the film um, yeah, because she, it's so out of character 
Yeah, because at first you think that we're setting her up for her to be this strange clone type yeah. creature, and I'm like, okay, let's go with that. And then then she's got these silly. Yeah, he has this one archetype of a quote, yeah, female strong character that he celebrates for himself. But yeah, yeah and and it's it's a waste of Sigourney Weaver's talent, of course. But like you say, it just made the film uneven because I'm like, didn't we just yeah. watch a guy pull half his brain out of his head? Like and now, yeah, it, now you got this silly joke that doesn't really fit the mood. The, yeah, the it's tone is all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I think there is there's a place there's, you know, a huge history of a place for humor in horror films, things like mm -hmm. that. But, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think this film knows what it wants to be. Um, uh, and it, it's, it's very confusing. It probably, there's probably a fan edit out there that has, has, um, significantly improved the film because it just, the, film, it's, the it film's a little too long. Alien yeah. three. And then the credits roll. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I mean that, 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 that silly humor, uh, that yeah. you're talking about. I mean, it's here when when we first see Elgin. I mean, he's in the cockpit of the Betty. He's given out the authorization code, which yeah. is the letters for "Eat Me." Um, How we um, laughed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I quite like. I, I, I've said before when we briefly talked about the Betty on the Perez episode. In that I like the Betty and I like this cockpit. I like the fact that you've just got two windows. Uh, so, sorry, two cockpit seats rammed right up against the glass of the ship, giving you an all-round view. I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the yeah. the um, the the design for this film, other than the they've got problems with the newborn, but um, the actual designs of ships, the thing. I think it's. It's all very well done, very competent, mm -hmm. but it's nothing we haven't seen before. No, you know, it's, it's. I don't. I don't think there's any, anything in this film that you look at and go, "Oh, that's unique." Yeah, well, that's... yeah, there is, and it's called the newborn. But we will. We won't talk about <laughs> right, that tonight, yeah. will we? Um, My favorite. <laughs> yeah. Another Jossism is right there, where yeah. you've got Elgin's patter about how he likes seeing a woman strapped in a chair. Oh. Yeah. He yeah, I think that's to, I think that's pure justice, isn't that is absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is Hillard, and yeah. we will be doing an episode on Hillard <laughs> at, at a later stage. But um, yeah, so yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, this is this entire um, podcast is probably just going to be all of us going. We've got a problem with this, but yeah, the 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 whole scene because because we're I, we're we're meant to sort of think that these two are a couple. Um, there's some sort of affection between them. Um, but he, yeah, he, especially now, and certainly much then, he treats her in a, a way that is just not acceptable. Um, well, she's barely a character. I mean, you yeah. see, you see her butt, and you have her. She hit, you know, he hits on her, and she's she's, wearing, she's an object, isn't she? She's totally the whole yeah, film. Yeah. She's barely in the yeah. film, and I don't know how you can do a whole episode about her. But uh, yeah, totally not much of a character, and. I there have... was so there's a huge number of casts and they all kind of ignominiously yeah. get picked off. It's just there's no emotional weight to any no, of the not, deaths. Not to any. Yeah. And it's a shame because we've got some great actors. Mm -hmm. I mean, Michael Wilcott is a good actor. Um, you know, uh, you got Brad Dorif for God's sake. A film that's boring and it's got Brad Dorif in, in it. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just um, it's so sad. Um, but the other thing, so the next line he does is again this idea that that military bad. Uh, sort of reckless 
action pirate good where he, he sort of says oh don't cut the thrusters until you're like six meters away or something and it's like why what are we meant to think this guy's cool yeah i think we cool. are aren't we? Yeah. yeah oh yeah he's supposed to be cool for yeah sure. And he's That's supposed to be a character. leader, but you, you don't really get any sort of uh, feel that he is the captain. He isn't Captain Kirk, is he? You know, no. he's not leading much. I mean, he checks out Christie, this guy Christie, who's got the Travis Bickle, you know, guns up his yeah. arm things. He sort of kind of like checks that. But he does, doesn't really interact at all with any of the other uh, crew at all. No. It, no. No, yeah, and when he gets killed yeah. off, there's no emotional... Like, like uh, Hillard reacts, she's upset, but yeah. the crew is like, all right, he's gone, yeah. Mm. All right, so the Betty goes up into the Auriga in a very Close Encounters, you know, mothership-style shot of it being, you know, going up yeah. in there. I do like the model work here. You know, you've got the nice clamping on of the arms, yeah. the docking arms onto the Betty and that. But then we have this hero shot, this totally unnecessary hero shot, where the, the doors open and they're all in there like superhero poses. Yeah, they're walking towards the camera slowly. Yes. Um, and it, yeah, it's, again, it's, a, it's very much a... Um, we're meant to think these people are the coolest people ever. Um, but then we find out what they're actually doing, and it's like, yeah, these are not cool people. Mm. The, um, Elgin, our character, he's wearing yeah. a trench coat. For some reason, I don't know why you need to wear a trench coat. Um, um, I think, I, I think, I, I mean, I, I can we blame Joss Whedon for this? Possibly, because it could have been in the script that he wears it. But there's this weird, weird Hollywood thing, and I, I don't. It was, I think, it was before Matrix, but the Matrix might have done it. Where the best, the best thing to wear while fighting or doing action stuff is a long leather trench coat. It's not. If you've ever tried to change a car wheel wearing a long leather trench coat, yeah, it's not. <laughs> no. No. It's heavy. It's heavy. It gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Tape. yeah. There, the there's other... there's a reason that most most uniforms, you know, <laughs> are not. You don't get a lot of um, trench coats when you're actually doing fighting and that. You know, they tend to take them off. Yeah, but the other thing is, I mean, the way this film is shot. You can barely see anything. So, um, I mean, his trench coat... I mean, a lot of this film is overproduced, far too over-engineered, yeah. right? And his trench coat... I'm going I'm to send you uh, both a photo of his uh, trench coat now. And the, it's a gorgeous piece of, uh, uh, of work. There you go, Kelly. There's yours. Mm. And I'll just send that to Ian as well. Um gorgeous work but you don't see any of it because the film is is lit so bloody dark you know the, the other trouble with the film is it's not only lit dark and it's it's shot in a a very modern there sort go, of way got it as well. um i don't like this color grading they put on everything well it's i can't, i haven't got the information to hand here but you know the cinematographer he went for the deep black thing didn't he there's yeah, extra silver yeah. in the film to make it really really black but you the know. trouble is, it makes it makes everything else sort of a washed out silver mm. grey, doesn't it? It's not. I don't like it. Yeah, I like his. Uh, I like his um, trench coat. It's very yeah. uh, Deckard. Yeah. Then there's a lot of work in it, but you don't see any of it That's in the right. film. So why go to all that trouble to make it if you're not going to see it? Because um, um, ka-ching, ka-ching, someone's got to be paid. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, their um, uniform. They've got some great costume work in this film, yeah. but it's like I'm not 
I'm not remembering it unless I pull up stills, like promo stills, yeah. where you, and then you go, oh, that, that is beautiful work, but yeah, you can't see it. Well, Ian was saying just before you came into the uh, chat room, you know, he's instantly forgettable when you go, oh yeah, yeah he's the, uh, what one's he then, you know, um, they're just not memorable at all. You compare this pirate ship crew to the crew of the Nostromo, and you can't compare the two, can you? No. Well, yeah, they had personalities in just a few minutes, um, yeah. you know, they were well fleshed out with just a few lines of dialogue, it was it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it goes back to what you're saying, Kelly, that that these these are all the same character basically mm -hmm. what's the what's the difference between uh jonna and elgin really other than jonna is um uh is what's his face from firefly um oh, i can't think of his name which one was jonna is jonna ron perlman or one of ron perlman yeah the 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 thick weapons expert um, yeah, he he is Jane. Except, I th it just gets so dodgy now because Jane is a much better character, but unfortunately played by a much worse person, <laughs> a human being. Um, yeah, oh, it's so difficult talking about Joss Whedon stuff. Mm. It's so so weird. Mm. But it, just looking at that photo though, because Michael Wincott, he's he's he looks great. He's mm. got such a, a characterful face. And that I just voice. wish, yeah, and that voice. I wish this character would have, have actually had a character and and been throughout most of the film. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a waste of talent. Do yeah. we do we talk about the actor like now or later, Eric? No, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do it after he, okay. he's he's gone bye bye. Um, I mean, what, me? uh, no, not you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about me. So Hang get, up on him. get get him out. Get the kid out of the way. Yeah, once Ian's <laughs> fallen asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, he does what you're saying there, Ian. I mean, he's a good actor, yeah. And you know, he usually has screen presence, and he has a a scene uh, uh, with Perez, doesn't he? We've already talked yeah. about it. The scene where Perez is sucking on a lemon. Elton, these were very, very hard to come by. So was our cargo. You're uh, not about to plead poverty on me, are you, General? Just saying, very few people deal in cash nowadays. Just the ones don't like to keep business records. Yourself, for example. Drink, Elgin? Constantly. I'm gonna take a wild guess here, General, but I'm thinking whatever you got going on here, it uh, ain't exactly approved by Congress. Who's the... New filly you got on board, Elton. Oh, little girl playing pirates. She makes an impression. <laughs> she is severely fuckable, ain't she? <laughs> Mighty handy with a monkey wrench, too, I might add. I think Bree's got a bit of a light in his eye for her. Man, with a last like that, make a man walk, you know what I mean? <laughs> Mind you, I think she's just a tad curious about uh, this little transaction of ours. I mean, I can't say as I blame her. It's awfully cloak and dagger stuff. It's a military operation. Really? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I was under the impression that... Uh, 
Most uh, army medical labs don't have to operate outside of regulated space. What do you want, Algernon? What can I do for you? Me? Yeah. Oh. Two days, bed and board. You know, Rach might want to snag a part here or there, whatever. I mean, uh, if it's not imposing. I don't see any problem. A couple of conditions, though. Ah, conditions. Not you, nor any of your formidable crew members will go anywhere near restricted areas. Rule number two, no trouble. Good behavior. Good behavior. No fights. No fights. No fights. No fights. Mikasa is Sukasa. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, we've got more Joss stuff, haven't we? When they yeah. start, you know, talking about cow or cool. Uh, and yeah, that's all a bit. Because um, this is this is exactly how um, how uh, men speak when they're together, isn't it? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Um, but he also, when we get past that nonsense, um, he knows what Perez is up to. And he knows that what Perez yeah. is doing isn't legal. Yeah, well, he, he mentions that because Perez sort of says, no, no, it's just a regular medical military ship. And um, Elgin sort of says, well, it's weird. Most oh, really? medical experiments don't have to happen outside of registered space. I don't know what registered space is. Is that? Well, doesn't later in the movie, don't they say, oh, we're headed to Earth, we'll be there yeah. in about 15 minutes? I'm like, yeah. what? So wait, how are they in unregistered space when they're yeah. so easily has, accessible? That was has very space odd shrunk a bit? Yeah. Right. Yeah. In Joss's mind, it has, I yeah. think. Well, there's, yeah, I suppose in Joss's mind, there's Earth, and then that's it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But yeah, it is weird that, I mean, it's weird that the entire ship is set to, it's a medical ship, and they're doing dangerous medical experiments so dangerous they've got to be out of the spaceways but it's programmed in the event of any disaster to go straight back to earth <laughs> which is <laughs> that's which not is a good a, plan yeah is which is really? like an hour away yeah. like that yeah. was that was just poor writing <clears throat> yeah mm. no, very very poor um but yeah so he, he's sort of he's talking to perez and he's and again it's it's probably the one one bit of of sort of effort that they use him for and he's it's quite interesting because he's sort of you're trying to work out does he know what's happening he seems to know more than he's letting on um and he he sort of knows he's talking about the mysterious cargo and that his his crew don't know what the cargo is and that, and that. yeah i don't know did you think he knows then do you think he knows well, what I'm, they're doing i'm more interested in know is to, to, to know where did where did they get these bodies from? Well, this this is the thing that we're meant to go. Ah, oh, look at these space pirates; they're so blooming cool, aren't they? Look at them with their well-oiled buttocks. Um, but <laughs> but they've just they, they've done the equivalent of kidnap a, a jumbo jet on the way to Spain, full of holidaymakers, uh, and are selling them off uh, for medical experimentation. That's not a nice thing to do, is it? That's not cool. That's yeah. not cool. Don't matter how long your trench coat is, that's not cool. I, think... I think that they're just meant, it's that sort of den of thieves. Like, I think they're just showing yeah. that Michael Wincott's character is, is, he's clever. I mean, I don't think there's any deeper than that. And yeah. and that scene with Perez, I thought there was going to be more plot 
and there is yeah like that's it yeah because yeah. it's like the, <laughs> I mean, the movie slows down they have a conversation yeah. like yeah it's all about their like look at how cool um El- elgin is and you know it didn't go well, anywhere yeah we're used to anywhere. this weird thing in films in it where you have set up and then pay off yeah and, and this is all set up and it goes nowhere because they immediately kill off exactly. everyone yeah. Uh, and nothing ever, nothing ever comes of anything. Yeah, I, I was really when I, I remember going to cinema to see this, and uh, oh, you know, it's like okay, watching this bit. Oh, the Ripley's going to have some alien DNA. Oh, that's really interesting because will the alien have some of Ripley's DNA? Because it looks like because their blood is not as acidic. And and then they get to this scene. I thought, oh, this is going. Oh, there's going to be some shenanigans. Oh, they're all dead. Yeah, yeah and it's like I, I think like. If they would have telegraphed the scope of the of the plot, I would have been fine with it. Yeah, I just thought they're going because I, I think of like Alien Covenant, which I actually enjoyed. It's like it's like this is a slasher. That's all that you got. Yeah, you got sl- and I'm like, great, sounds great, let's go. And so this felt, but Alien Resurrection, it's kind of like you thought it was going to lead somewhere more than it did, and several yeah, different they, ways. It's it's almost like they started writing it, and um, at some point they went. Oh, uh, let's just copy Alien. Let's have them run around corridors a lot. Right. That'll mm. do. Yeah. All right. Um, so, next time we see uh, Elgin, he, yeah, he's giving Hillard a foot massage. Yes. Why she can't be just sat in the chair and he's like <laughs> kneeling on the floor and giving her a fat massage, a foot massage? Why does she have to have her buttocks up in the air like this? Oh, yes, it's do a Joss you, Whedon film. That's true. Do you think if you went. Because. Because you know, I've 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 been to a cropodist, um, but the the first thing the cropodist didn't say to me was just strip down to your thong, yeah. lay on your belly, and shove no. your bum up in the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wax wax your hiney and get it up in the air. Yeah. 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 No one should have that shiny pop pop though, should they? Really? <laughs> Well, when you're a pirate, you got to do something in those long days. It, That's it, true. Yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe Joss was there between shots, oiling them. You know, is this total for my character, Joss? Yeah, shut up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. We'll move forward. Uh, yeah, he's as puzzled as all the others when Ren accuses them of a double cross yeah. or being terrorists because of Call's snooping. Well, he doesn't know that Call um, is an android. Is an android. Um, yeah, so, he never so, yeah, finds he, out. Yeah. Which, which, which he never again, finds yeah. out anything about. No, he doesn't. Right? He's yeah. so stupid. Um, yeah, it doesn't bode well that his he's not it vetted any of this crew. Is it? It's like perhaps perhaps he's just is hiring policies. If they'll come on board the Betty and serve with him, that's good enough for him. Because I do wonder why. Why? I mean, we'll probably get into it more in the call episode. But why? Why does he want Call on board? Well, how did Call get on board? As well. Well, I, I'm presuming um, she probably lifted the keys off someone and did a bit of uh, stealing. But... Well, Elgin says she's a little girl who wants to play at pirates. Yeah. That's what he yeah, says. Yeah, so why, why hire yeah. her, right? Yeah. Did the most pi- I mean, is it is it as basic that you know he he fancied her or something? I don't. Well, he he yeah. does say she's severely, you know what, doesn't he? Yes. Right. Mm. The, I kind of like. Come on, come, come on. Like Maggie's you, coming up. Come oh, on, Maggie. <laughs> I, I kind of like the scene where after the cheesy bas- Catwoman basketball um, one-off, uh, uh, when they get confronted about this d- double cross, I did like that 
kind of cheesy bit of writing where you know Elgin doesn't know what happens and he doesn't care because he's going to yep. defend his. He calls the crew together to shoot their way out of there. You know, kind of a cool little like he doesn't care. He does. He knows he's going to defend his crew. So you know, yeah. that was his one bit of actual leadership, I think. In the whole, yeah, he cause, yeah because yeah, he they all pull guns on him and he says to Christy, um, yeah, basically go for it we've had enough right. he's not he's no mal reynolds though is he he hasn't got the charm no um but uh yeah it, it, and i was watching it and it's like he gets knocked to the floor and that's yeah. that's his entire action mm-hmm. for this action he, he doesn't take part at all no. in that shootout mm-hmm. no mm. yeah it's, you, you just expect like a little scene of him perhaps even doing a captain kirk and having a bit of a fist fight with someone but no, doing the doing the, the captain floor. kirk jumping and hitting someone oh, with yeah back. that would have been good that would have been great yeah and his shirt rips of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> well after that shootout he demands of call what's going on yeah uh, but and she starts explaining what's going on but we don't ever find out if he believes her or not because that's when the alarms all start going off don't they mm-hmm and and here we get to a bloody stupid moment, which is they've got to get back to the Betty. He says, "Come on, <laughs> we're pulling out, we're going." They all start running off. There's a time. And, there's a very much a, a ticking clock element here as well. There is a they, yeah. They've yeah. got to get there as quickly as they can. Yeah, they're um, all in a rush. Yeah. So why the bloody hell does he stop and slow <laughs> oh. down and start looking down a corridor? Well, I I love it because he. He walks past it, and then he does that film thing of you you step back and look down it. So you think, oh, he's obviously seen something. And then you can't see anything. He, get, he walks up, and there's a gun there. He's already got two guns. Yes, why does he need yeah, another why gun? Why does he need another gun? And I thought, okay, you know, he's American. The, you know. That scene, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's Canadian, but yeah. Is he? The, oh, well, that that's the same but, thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I hope none of my Canadian friends listen to that. Uh, so yeah, that that scene didn't work at all because no. you know it's pretty high stakes for them to get out of there. If this is a military base and they are now persona non grata, they would want to get out. And the yeah. the fact that he's like, "What's down this hallway?" It's like it's like a horror. That's a horror scene, right? I'm gonna go down into the basement. Yeah. Why? Why? Right? He, for one gun, and then he sees the what sticky stuff on it, and he I just back out of there. But yeah. Yeah, well, there's, yeah. There's there's a couple of ways you could make it work, though, isn't there? You could, it could be that he hasn't got a gun, so he sees a gun, yeah. and it's like, because because you would if you know there's dangerous alien life forms about, and you haven't got a weapon, and you see a weapon, you're going to go and pick it up. That sort of makes sense, but that sort of nullifies the earlier scene where they overtake all the soldiers and that. He didn't pick up all their guns; he left their guns behind. Um, but then he never tells the others he sees it and wanders off and it's like you're meant to be their captain yeah and you don't, and they don't say they don't yeah. care like if, if if he was really their captain they would notice right away that yeah. he wandered off but they don't find him until after he's had a few moments to himself yeah, yeah. Well, and another it, another way this little scene can be improved is by editing it because it goes on yeah. for far far yes, too long this, this this slow walk down the corridor we get that cheap jump scare and he continues searching they have now started calling out where are you well all they have to do yeah. is go back down the corridor and they'll find him but that doesn't happen and um yeah yeah he finds a sticky pistol doesn't he um, yeah that's not a euphemism either <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, gets pulled through the floor in a in, in a Hudson way, doesn't he? Yeah, mm. I do like though in all these subsequent films, um, the, some, the people pick up the the gun and that, 
and it's all sticky. And we had it in Aliens with Spunkwire, didn't we? It was sticky. And it's like, it's only for the audience, isn't it? Because no one's seen the stickiness. Even Ripley didn't... Well, she saw it drooling a bit at the end, but this idea that stickiness equals alien um, is only an audience thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> but then um, I also wonder, are we meant to believe that the aliens laid this squirrel trap? What, and they're just uh, waiting for somebody to come along? Yeah, so, he, he, oh, I, I mean, see, yeah, 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 there's two, there's two choices, there. yeah. There's two choices. It's either the alien licked the gun, stuck it there, and crept under the thing, went, you know, I'm hunting wabbits, I'm going to see who's <laughs> turning up. Or the alien was just randomly underneath the... The grill. I, I think it was the second because right, they, 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 but they have demonstrated quote intelligence right in several films right like some trapping and planning and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I noticed I mean, that yeah. they, their blood is not acidic in the scene either. No, right? well, I I think that's I think that's possibly quite clever, but they don't go anywhere with it because or Ripley has got alien DNA mixed in with her and they've got Ripley DNA so I think that's oh. that that to me that's a good get out as to why their um their blood isn't very acidic but the trouble oh, with that okay. then when they refilm the uh the newborn scene at the end they just go with the oh yeah the blood just eats through the hole well it, it doesn't was, match yeah wasn't the blood acidic when the two of them kill the first the, the third one to get out yes of yeah 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 because so it, yeah, 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 it melts a hole in the floor That's, doesn't it yeah their blood's yeah. acidic there and in this scene so it's, is a pretty yeah. cool scene where uh the alien reapproaches elgin and, and uh yeah. Shoot, there's no acid, there's no there's not even any steam. So now all this, of a sudden yeah. yeah. This is a very, very popular um grid underneath this corridor, isn't it though? Because <laughs> the alien was just wandering past at the same time that Elgin was stood there. And then Ripley was wandering past underneath at the same time as the alien comes back. Mm. Um it's a busy very road. Good. Like yeah. like the like how acidic the blood is. It's a very plot convenient. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Amount of traffic. Because yeah. um, I always wonder as well. Why is there so many aliens kicking about? There weren't that many. They say at one point they've only got a few. Mm. Now, where where did point. all these aliens come from? Good point. Good point. Um, um, can you clear up for me? I mean, this is a stupid death. He gets pulled through yes. the floor. Um, uh, am I led to believe that the alien fires its tongue right away through, yeah. through his chest, through his, his backbone, his chest, and out the other side? How long uh, is and, this alien's tongue? And presumably his very nice leather trench coat. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, later on we get the stupid scene where the guy holds the other guy's head in oh, front gosh. of his chest oh, yes, burst, yeah. and it does a. Um, yeah, I because up till now, the alien extendable tongue is at, at best been about six inches. Mm. Unless, unless um, Elgin is very pigeon-chested and he's like, you know. Very concave. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the end of him, isn't it? That's the end of Elgin. They, yeah. His crew arrive um, too late. Yeah, they're to distraught. Yeah. Mm. Yes, you can tell, yeah. 
behind the scenes, the only information I've got is on that rifle that that distracts him so much. All right. Oh, is it a limited edition collector's item? <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, the yeah. actual description is that it's a Lacrima 99 shock rifle, right? Also known as the burner or pulse rifle. Okay. It's not a pulse rifle. It's not a pulse rifle, How exactly. Dare they? And apparently it was primarily used by the United Systems military as their standard issue assault rifle. So <laughs> that's just a bog standard gun. So why is yeah. he going to pick it up then? I don't know, because literally they were in that basketball Corps, and there was what five or six United military guys with rifles there, but they didn't take them. Hmm. And as you say, he's already got two with him already. Yeah. Also, has he never played any first-person shooters? They they always put a tempting weapon in front of a trap, don't they? Hmm. Yeah. Mm, silly man. All right. So uh, I, I'm sure you've covered this in previous episodes, but this novelization is that something that happens? after the movie was out or i mean like what's the source of this novel well it varies i mean you okay. know ian and i i mean I, th- I, th- I think what happens or what used to happen in the 70s and 80s is that you know films would come out first in america and then once the film's out the novelizations come out but because england would get things so much later very often you'd get the novels come out before the film and there's many an instance where i read the book before i saw the film yeah or there the comic is... adaptation as well yeah. The the the, the novelisation is also uh, interesting, isn't it? Because um, it's not an Alan Dean Foster, is it? No. Four. And the reason for that was he the, the studio screwed him over so much on when he wrote Alien Three mm. novelisation that he refused to do four. Um, so I'm I'm presuming this whoever, whoever did novelise it. It's probably quite a straight script adaptation. Mm. It would have been quite heavily controlled because that's what they wanted on Alien 3, wasn't it? Alan Dean Foster wanted to basically go his own direction on Alien 3 and sort of do inspired by. And they went, nah, you're not mm. doing that. Just the script. Yeah. Yeah. I have got, I've got an audio book, but I think I've only ever listened to it once. I'm surprised you've got it. Yeah. You know? All right. Um, so yeah, the actor then, Michael Wincott, um, yes. he of the gravelly voice, uh, was born Michael Anthony Claudio Wincott, born to an English father and an Italian mother, in a suburb of Toronto, right? Called, get this, Ian, Scarborough. Scarborough. Mm. Oh. Yes, we've got a Scarborough in England, haven't we? We and have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do you can't think imagine the two would look the same. Fair? Do, do you think he did? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, old Michael, he started in theatre, both in Canada and then at New York's Juilliard School. Uh, he last appeared on stage in New York opposite John Malkovich um, in Sam Shepard's States of Shock. Uh, it says that he is known for his apathetic stance on celebrity and the ideals of Hollywood, often stating that he holds art in higher regard than money. Oh. Did he, did he say that after his career started changing? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I actually adore him. Um, you know, he was, he, for Americans, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, he played yes. uh, Guy of Gisborne, and he and uh, Alan Rickman were just a perfect foil of bad guys. They, they, they were great. I mean, Kevin Costner is a silly, silly Robin Hood, but 
But that film was huge over here. It was huge. So that's yeah. the first time a lot of us really saw him. He was so good in that. And then he was um, the main, what, top dollar, I think, in The Crow, which that's was right. also yeah. a fairly significant. So he had this great start as this, you know, I'm like, he's not getting cast as the romantic uh, lead in a rom-com, right? <laughs> like, he's this creepy, greasy guy. But after that, I think he was in, like, Strange Days, which kind of, like, his his Hollywood career kind of petered out, right? Yeah, but all, all, all those um, films you've mentioned, he was very memorable, and that's why it's Absolutely. just so odd in this film that he's just so meh, you know? Yeah. He, he's just a, such suppose, a waste. Yeah, he can only really do something with what he's got, what he's given. Or maybe um, when his hair is yeah. long, because he has short hair in this one, and he had long hair yeah. in the other. Oh, it's a Samson yeah. thing going on. Yeah. He lost yeah. All, all, all his acting chops. He lost his mojo. Right. Um, yeah, because yeah, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves... Uh, we're going to have to discuss that at some point. Yeah, that's that's a that's a whole nother subject, isn't it? He that's, was very yeah. memorable. You're you're, you're right, Kelly, good, yeah. because yeah. he was the foil to uh, Alan Rickman going way over the top. Wasn't yeah, he? he was like the grounding partner yeah. to were, you know, Alan Rickman. So yeah, I th- yeah, I think they both Alan Rickman and um, uh, Michael both hit the right note though, which mm-hmm. was. This is an incredibly silly story and film, whereas poor old Kevin Costner thought he was doing Shakespeare. Didn't he? <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he, he was he was certainly great in that, um, and got all the memorable scenes. Yeah, he was kind of like an yeah. evil himbo, you know. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So he, um, I when I went in to see Alien Resurrection, I was excited to see him, and yeah, he just squandered. Yeah, yeah t- totally wasted. I mean, I, I, to be fair, I felt the same thing about most of the cast because, like, mm-hmm. at the time I was a, I, mean, I still am, I like Ron Perlman, but at the time I'd just seen like um, City of Children and things like that, and I was really on a, a Perlman kick, and it's like, oh, this is going to be great. And it's like, oh, he's doing nothing. What the hell is going on? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a shame, such a wasted opportunity. Because like I say he's got everything going for him. He could have been a great sort of gone throughout the film and he's the foil to Ripley mm-hmm. it would, yeah it would have been really good you know in a sort well, of if, he, if he's the if he's kind of a, more of a stage actor I mean, yeah he's probably a yeah. more talented actor than we realize he just oh, yeah. has limited casting opportunities for whatever reason or he doesn't have a good agent or I have no idea you know yeah. but yeah I mean yeah we don't I suppose we don't know because he I don't know I've not I've not really seen any um, or that much behind the scenes stuff on this film as far as because all, all the making of all the stories that come out have been so tightly controlled by well, the studio fluff pieces, aren't yeah they? they're all totally fluff pieces and because his death does to me feel like uh, we're not getting on with this guy or he wants out of his contract or he's got something else to do and it's like oh, just kill him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a weird pointless death and sometimes that's a good thing in a film, you know, you, you, you do the Hitchcock and you subvert expectations, but it does, it's such a weird little film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you say about, you know, maybe he didn't have a good agent. There were a couple of things he went up for um, yeah. and never got. Uh, one was, and I don't know what, but he, he was going to be one of the uh, main characters in Lost. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, he would have been yeah. good at that. And, uh, yeah, he was asked to audition for a role in The Dark Knight Ra- Rises, right. but he turned it down, and that's the role that Ben Mendelsohn 
uh, I thought Indian I doctors. thought he was going to say they uh, they brought him on to do Batman's voice. Oh well, that, <laughs> that would be better than Christians, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I reckon in Lost he was going to be oh. Character, the guy with long, straightened, blonde hair. Oh, Sawyer. Sawyer. Yeah, I reckon uh, it would have been Sawyer. He would have been up to Josh Holloway, is that who got yeah. Sawyer? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, genre tally, uh, Kelly, you've you, you've named almost all half of them? of them because he's he's only been in seven genre things. Uh, the first, yeah, Top Dollar in The Crow, then Strange Days, then Alien Resurrection, then Treasure Planet, the, the, the animated film. Then Westworld, uh, twice where he played old Bill. I don't know if that meant that he was a policeman. And uh, yeah, and then finally Ghost in the Shell, that uh, Scarlett Johansson live action oh, right, version. That, right. He played Doctor Osman, but he's uncredited in that. All right, so that's that. Next bit we do on this show: Can you see uh, Elgin in Alien, in the Alien universe? Just Alien. No. I can't. I can't see the Betty arriving and him coming on board. It's just silly. Space pirates yeah. is, is a it silly is, it's, notion. It's, it's very silly. I could see uh, the actor in Alien. I think he would have probably been used a lot better. But no, I can't. Yeah. I, you know, you know. I think, yeah, I think his look is also a bit too glamorous for Alien. Yeah. Like, those look like regular people, you know? And he's got this slick, sexy space pirate thing going on. It's not a match. Yeah. No. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't expect to see him driving a truck, would you? No, Someone and you certainly like won't see a, a trench coat on the Nostromo. <laughs> no. Either. no. Yeah. Uh, right, next bit is uh, we've got a, we need a vote out of you now, Kelly, because Ian and I, uh, we vote out of 10 for the alienness factor of each character. So whoever is your favourite character in any of the alien films is a 10, and <laughs> Perez is a 0. Maybe um, so. Yeah, some somewhere in there. What would you give um, Elgin as a alien film character? Okay, so I think he's very handsome, but I'm gonna take that out. I'm gonna not let that skew, and I'm gonna give him a four because, like, I like if I'm honest, the character is just not great, but it, he's also not. He doesn't make ludicrous decisions like we saw in Prometheus and some other things. So. Four. All right. Well, I gave him a five because he's just average. You know, um, he's nothing special. I mean, he's a good actor. He's got a great voice, but he's just not used, is he? So. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably a bit harsher than both of you. I'm, I'm giving him a three, um, and it's, it's more for the wasted potential. Because yeah, he is, he is a good actor. He's got a great voice. He's got, he's got screen presence, um, and he's just totally wasted. You could remove him from this film. They could do a. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, another director's cut and remove this character completely and no one's going to go well that's ruined it that's true all right well that's that gives elgin an average of a four all right so basically where he is put directly one point above him is spunkmeyer from aliens and half a point below him is murphy from alien three all right. Sandwich between Murphy and Spunk, <laughs> Yes, you've got an Elgin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, you guys already share your favorite character? Or is that? Are you waiting till the final episode? Oh, uh, we'll, we'll 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 wait. We'll we'll yeah. name them all as well, we I, go. Yeah, I mean, certainly, uh, I, I 
my, I had a 10 out of 10 already, and I think you did as well, didn't you, Eric? No, 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 did I you didn't. Not? You no. didn't. Oh, it was just me. So, yeah, so I think, and it's a difficult one, but I think, yeah, one of my, certainly one of my top three, possibly my top, has already been done, which is Parker. Yafet Kota from Alien. I just adore. He was 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I think I gave him a 9.8 or something like that. Yeah. Something silly. Yeah, so he's yeah he's he's got an average of 9.85. Um, but we we don't know. We don't know if anyone's no, going to um, yeah. overtake him. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll, uh, I, I, I still hold out. I reckon Eric's 10 out of 10 is going to be uh, Hicks. Eric's is a Hicks guy, yeah. <laughs> you think well stay tuned uh before you arrive today kelly uh ian and ian came up with this new idea of a new tally uh which we're going to call stupid deaths all right Mm. so so at the moment there's only one stupid death we've we've had so far really and that and that is perez um picking his own brain out uh shall we put um um oh elgin here just below that shall we is yeah, what what are we going to yeah. score this? How are we going to score this? Is this for all the four alien movies, stupid death? Only if that's just... stupid. Yeah. I mean, you know, Parker's death wasn't stupid, so mm-hmm. Parker can't go in it. I mean, what I what, 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 do you, what do you think, Murphy? Murphy. Go, go, going into the fan was that a <coughs> stupid death? I mean, are you talking about fair, the guy yeah. that, that falls into the fan and alien? That's the yes. one. Yeah. Uh, that didn't bother me too much. Um, no, no, I didn't think. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. I mean, it, it just either been spat in the face with acid or been hit in the face with a. Uh, an alien for Buscus. Um, so I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I think we, this is pretty yeah. stupid. I, I think yeah. it's stupider than Perez because Perez just gets kind of ambushed and Elgin like, or Elgin chooses to walk down this corridor at a moment. Yes, that there is that. Well, this, this is, this is very much the equivalent. And I'm sure, so, I'm sure one of our listeners could probably do knock this up in uh, Photoshop is this is the equivalent of him standing by a pile of bird seed saying free seed from Roadrunner, isn't it? it is. <laughs> free guns. Yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah. especially yeah. given that we have this conversation earlier where he's this savvy space pirate. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah, yeah. He's All meant right. to live on his wits, isn't he? He's meant to be living yeah. out there, living on the limit, the edge of space, staring he's into the Done black. in by a sticky Ooh, pistol. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sums him up. So, so what do you two reckon then? Above or on par with Perez for stupidity? I think it's stupider than Perez. Yeah. You're saying stupider. What do you reckon, Ian? Yeah, um, Perez Perez's was undignified more than yes, stupid. Yeah, I, I'd say um, I'd say this is a stupider death because he's this is he's hoist on his own petard. This guy and he's. He could have yeah. avoided this entirely. Yeah. All right then, El, yeah. Elgin top slot. Yep. Followed by Perez, all right? Okie doke. Um, and I think that's us pretty much done. Let me go. Yep, yep, yep. No, that's it. We're done. We're done. So we've, we've, we've ended up talking a lot longer than Elgin survived in the film, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, oh, well, true. Bless him. We have more lines as well. Yes. Okay. Um, right. Well, thanks for coming along, Kelly. Um, Thank you're, you. You're, you're our very first... Uh, co-co-host um, before we go would you like, like to like Coco Pops yeah Coco-host <laughs> would just like Coco Pops in America uh, Coco Pops yeah no Coco Pops, Pops. not sure what that is uh, it's like, like Rice Krispies yeah. but covered in chocolate yeah those, those are called Coco 
Oh, Cocoa Pops. No, uh, I'm not sure. We've got something like that. Yeah. We have a lot of chocolate cereals. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, before before you go, Kelly, would you like to uh, give the spiel what you do? Oh, all right. Well, I am a vegan designer. I design clothing. I live in Aberdeen, Washington on the coast in the United States. I have a little um, website called B Movie BFS and... I absolutely am Eric and Ian's biggest fan and always delighted to be on the show. So uh, thank you guys so much. And I love the alien universe and love talking about it. So, yeah. Okie dokie. All right. We'll have, we'll have to have you back when we, uh, we do the one-offs talking about um, Prometheus and Covenant. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to come back for Covenant, especially? I, either of those. Talking yeah. about stupid deaths, like I'm yeah. down, down for the Prometheus school of running away and from things. Yeah. I don't know if you're having a guest for the newborn or not, but I just want to give a shout out because I am the unpopular. I love the newborn. Really? So, yeah. Oh, like I think I'm a big fan. I think that means we've got to have you on there. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I yeah. don't think we'll find anyone else that like will want newborn. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll have you back for the newborn before we talk. Cover. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, folks. Uh, that's us for today. Um, next week we have the launch of our brand new podcast. You don't know about this, I don't think, Kelly. I don't think so. No. Because yeah, we're recording this in advance. But yeah, next week because we've now finished the thinging character, that it, that will be done by the time this episode comes out. We are starting up a brand new podcast, which is Blade Runner in character. Nice. Okay. So that's next week. Our first episode will be out next week. And then in two weeks' time, uh, we're going back to the Nostromo. Ian doesn't know who no, don't we're doing. Can uh, I guess? Yes. Well, we haven't got many left to no, uh, choose it's not from, have we? I, I it's, it's not it's... Jones, by the way. Oh, it's going to be Jones one day. Um, mm -hmm. Mag is going to be the special guest on that. <laughs> she thinks he's stupid. He should have just dobbed them all into the alien. Made I think deal. he did. Cut a deal, yeah. Um, I reckon it's going to be Lambert. You are wrong. Ah, okay. Right? You are wrong, because okay. I thought the last time we were on the Nostromo, we talked about Parker, so oh, I thought it's only logical. Oh, linked, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I thought we talked about Parker, so wherever yeah. Parker goes, Brett's not long behind. Oh, so right. we're talking Brett next time, okay? Yeah. The ever wonderful Harry Dean. Yes, most definitely. See, who wants who wants uh, Elgin being all sexy with his gravel voice when you've got sweaty Harry Dean? <laughs> yeah. One for the ladies. Yeah. One for the ladies. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Thanks once again, Kelly. Thank you. And uh, yeah, folks, yep. come back either in one week or two. It's up to you. All right. Good stuff. Always a pleasure. Cheers, Ian. Cheers, Thanks, Kelly. Ellie. Right. Bye bye. Bye. Nice. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>